You're listening to How She Creates. I'm your host, Lauren Hooper. This podcast is for the curious, the wanderer and the wanderers, the playful and the joyful. Every week, we're going to explore how to design a life full of creativity and whimsy. Now let's get curious and go explore something. Welcome to the last episode of season three of How She Creates. I am so thrilled and so grateful that you are here. It has been such an incredible year, such a fun season. So many things have happened. So many things have changed. And I'm stoked for this last episode because we're going to talk about all of it. We are going to talk about reflecting on the past year and looking forward to it. I've got some really hands-on activities for you today, but before we jump into that, I just wanted to let you know that the Dubai retreat is open. So if you want to come travel and explore and create with me for a week in March of 2020, I would love to have you join me in the United Arab Emirates, which is where I live. If this is your first time tuning in, I run the Radiant Art Retreats where people from all over the world come to a central location and we explore and create together. And it is just a magical, magical time. I have a private chef. I have villas on the ocean. We have artists come in. We have photographers. We have everything that you could potentially ever need for a week dedicated to your creativity all right here, all ready to go for you. So all you've got to do is register at lauren-likes.com slash Dubai, and you can get so much information. You can see some beautiful photos of the things that you're going to get to see and experience, and you can join us. So like I said, this is the last episode of this season. This is the 31st episode of this season. So there we are getting close to 100 episodes of how she creates, which is just incredible. And I still just have so many ideas, so many fun things coming up for you and things I want to do with this podcast and with Lauren likes my brand with the art retreats with just everything in general. So many amazing things are coming up. And that is happening because I have been doing a really, really deep dive into everything the past couple weeks, Um, really the past year. This whole year has been just a huge year of reflection and changes for me. Big changes, scary changes, good changes, bad changes, all kinds of changes. Um, And we're going to talk about them today. Now, I normally don't do this. Um, I don't, I don't think I've ever done this deep of a dive into kind of reflecting and this is not necessarily goal setting. We'll of course talk about some goals and some ideas and projects and things I want to do in the future and things you can do. But this episode and this, this exercise is really for you. If you want to kind of get a handle, get a big idea of how you're feeling, what's been going on with you, what's been happening, um, and just get like a bird's eye view overview of kind of how your heart is and what's serving you and what's not and how you can kind of take take back control of some of that and just acknowledge it and, and maybe process through some of it. So if that is something that you are looking for more than, you know, your 10 goals for 2020 of how much weight you're going to lose and all these things that you're going to do, this is the right place for you. Um, 
So like I said, this is not necessarily about did I achieve my goals? Did I make X amount of money? Did I walk this many miles? Did I read this many books? Um, it's, it's more about how I felt and what I experienced and what I did about certain things that were happening and whether they were helpful or not. I'm going to talk a lot about honoring my personal values and how you can do the same in this episode. So we're going to go ahead and dive in. The format is going to be, I'm going to give you a question that you can answer. And so this episode, this podcast, this episode might be better for you if you are sitting still somewhere with a pen and paper and you can listen to my question and my example answers, and then you can pause it and do some writing. Um, I will also send the questions in the uh, newsletter and I'll have them on the show notes. You can access all of that at lauren-likes.com slash podcast and lauren-likes.com slash newsletter. Of course, lauren-likes.com will have everything you need there for you to get all the resources for this. If you want to follow along with this, um, these journaling prompts and you can do this any time of the year. So that's really the biggest thing is that this is not because it's the end of the year. Normally I never do these at the end of the year because I tend to run off the school year system. So this is odd for me to be doing this now, but like I said, so much has happened in 2019, the calendar year that I wanted to really take advantage of looking back at it before we started a new semester here. Um, so before I get started, I'm going to just tell you a few quick resources of places that I found some of these exercises and questions. Some I came up with, some I've combined and changed, um, but these ladies really kind of inspire and lead me in the way they live their lives and in the way they share and they goal set and they reflect on their values. And I would love it if you gave them a follow because they are they are awesome. Um, the first is Elise Joy. So she runs the Get to Workbook program and she's been sharing a goal setting series right now. And you'll see some of these activities came from her. They're really fantastic. The next is Hillary Rushford. She just came out with an elegant excellence planner, which I have purchased and I'm anxiously awaiting to get. Um, but she sent out some free worksheets. These are all free things. I'm not giving away someone's content um, with some goal setting or some reflection questions that I used. Uh, Emily Jeffords has a creative collective for artists in business, and she asks some really amazing questions in there. And she just shares such lovely wisdom. I love her so very much. Um, and then the last is Tiffany Hahn. She's been on the podcast. Elise has been on the podcast too. Uh, so you, I'll link their episodes in the show notes. But Tiffany is just so great at challenging your mindset and challenging you to think about your values over achieving big, giant, ridiculous goals. And so I have just learned so much from these ladies. And so you can check them out again, all the show notes, lauren-likes.com slash podcast. So Let's get started. The first thing you need to do, like I was saying earlier, is you need to define your year. What are you looking at when you're going to be answering all these questions? Um, that's going to help you narrow it down. Like I said, I normally run on the school year, so I would have done this exercise um, from like August to June. But like I said, I did it the calendar year, so you could do the calendar year. You could just do a semester or a couple months at a time. Maybe, you know, you just had a baby, so you want to say just like, what what has my life been like since I had the baby or since I started a new job or since I moved? Um, because that's what I need to focus on. That's my new reality and my new normal. And that was kind of part of why I chose the year was because 
you know, not a lot of things are changing for me, like right now in this day. And these are kind of my new normals of things that have changed this year. And so I wanted to reflect on those to go forward with my um, kind of plans for the future. Now, before we get started, this process is not quick. This is not like a 10 minute reflection process. I did this over days and days and days. Um, you can probably speed it up because I'm giving you the formula. Um, and I went through and pulled a lot of different things from a lot of different places. But it, it, this is not not a quick reflection exercise. Maybe you do it quicker than I did, but I took a couple afternoons, maybe three afternoons and worked on this and maybe even a fourth. So the next thing you're going to do that's also going to take you a little while is you're going to gather your data. I took an entire tote bag full of journals to the coffee shop. I picked up every morning page journal that I had written in this year, you know, within reason that I could find. I took my business planning notebook. I took my planner. I took regular journals. I took worksheets that I had filled out from like online courses. Um, I had my phone, of course. I had my budgets. I had all kinds of data. So many notebooks. If you're like me, you've got a ton of journals that you're keeping project ideas and, you know, just morning page notes and just anything in. And I took all of that with me and I sat down and I just read it. I read over everything I had written this year and it jogged my memory so much of the things that had happened. Just like scrolling your Instagram from the past year can, it's the same thing. And you, you can totally, you should scroll your Instagram from the past year to help with this, this um, data gathering process. Read all the goals you, you wrote, you know, a year ago that you wanted to accomplish. You know, make a note of what you did or didn't accomplish read over morning pages or just journaling that you've done, look at art that you've created, um, anything that's going to give you a glimpse into what you experienced and how you felt this year, just read back over that so that you will have a better overview and your mindset will be on the full year that you're looking at. Because sometimes we can just look at the top 10 highlights or you know the top three terrible things that happened and we forget about all that stuff that happened in January or February or that really great week in March or that really terrible week in March that we had completely forgotten about because it's been almost a year ago. So gather your data, read through all your old journals and notebooks and maybe even like text messages, emails, whatever it is for you that's going to hold this data. Take some time and read over that and then come back and we will start on our first journaling exercise. Your first exercise is going to be to to write about your feelings. When I was showing my husband what I had done for this exercise, he goes, wow, you felt a lot of things this year. I did. I felt a lot of things. Um, so first thing I did was I went through and I sorted the year out in seasons. Um, so I did the spring semester, the summer, and then the fall semester. Because again, we run on school years. Um, you might have pre-baby, post-baby, or, you know, big travel season, normal season, whatever it is for you. Or you might just do it, you know, quarterly or monthly, whatever that is for you. So write those three out and just start from the beginning of the year and think about all of the events and things that happened in your year. So maybe you were traveling for the holidays, you know, when New Year's came in and you were feeling 
really, you know, rejuvenated because you had a great time with family, but you were just so exhausted and you were just so happy to be home. You know, write about that. Write every event that was happening and write how you were feeling. Maybe you were just having a regular month, nothing abnormal was happening, but you were just feeling a lot of feelings that month. Um, so write about that. So just go through, make those those lists of how you were feeling and why. You know, what, what was happening, what events, what changes, what people. Um, put names to your feelings for the whole year. So go through and do that if you're doing it quarterly or monthly or in cycles, whatever it is, whatever's working for you. Now, you might start noticing in your list that things are kind of up and down. You know, I've got the beginning of 2019, I was feeling ecstatic for the first art retreat that was going to happen soon. But then I was also in the very next line, I said I was really missing home. Um, and then I was hopeful for some new things that were happening, but I was also feeling trapped in some things that were happening. I was already procrastinating and I knew it. I had some big new ideas. It was, it was just up and down, up and down. And that's, that's fine. That's what you're trying to get at. You're trying to kind of see all of those waves and how they are going to affect one another and flow throughout your year. Okay. Now that we have our feelings out, Make an overall list of how you felt in 2019 or whatever the time period was. Um, It's probably going to have about 10 items, maybe less, maybe more. And you are just looking for overarching themes. For me, I noticed that I was really peaceful at home. And that linked back through all the things I had talked about when I was traveling or when I was gone, when I was here, when I was there. And I realized that for the first time, I had traveled home to the States three different times this year. And every time I was there, I felt really, really peaceful about it, which was different than I had felt in the past. So that was an important thing for me to make note of. I also wrote down how excited I was for the first time in a long time about something as like the retreats. Um, I had a lot of anxiety and then I had very little anxiety. And so I noticed that dichotomy of the beginning of the year was rampant with anxiety. And the second half of the year, I had very, very little. And so I made that um, overall assumption or observation from my list and how things were changing and that's fine you your list doesn't have to make sense and lots and and none you know that it's okay that they are have um some differences or some some things that are um contradicting one another so once you've got your list of how you felt in 2019, then move to a new list that says things you did in 2019. And just make it an overall list. Um, It doesn't have to be anything important, no top tens, just your most notable events that happened. And again, they don't have to be anything crazy. Like for me, I have on here that we traveled home for Christmas, which was a pretty big notable event. It might not sound like that to you, but it was to us. Um, I launched the first Radiant Art Retreat, and then I had a second one. Those were big, big things. Um, I also started therapy. You know, not like a crazy big event, but it was something that was really important that 
happened in that year. And so I just made a quick list of the summary of the things that happened in 2019 that were important enough for me to note. Okay, so we've got a big vision of what happened. So now if you have personal values that you live by, we've talked about these before in a past episode. I will link that episode. Um, We have in our family, we have a list of five personal values. And then for my business, I have nine or 10 values that I run my business by that also are very um, indicative of me and my how I personally live my life. Those are those are really my personal top nine values. And then the five that I share with my husband that we make sure that we work into our, you know, our days, our weeks, our lives. And so I made a list of these and I just did some quick journaling on did I honor them or not? So for me, one of them is generosity. And I was able to say, yeah, I was pretty generous this year. I gave money to donations I love. I helped a lot of people. Okay, fine. Uh, And then there were things like spirituality. Was Did I hit all of my spiritual goals? Did I feel spiritual all the time? That was a yes and no answer, which is fine. Most of my values, I ended up saying yes, no, kind of. Yes slash no and kind of. um, Because they're, they're harder to measure, especially over the time period of a year. And so what I did was I went through and then made a few bullet points of each Uh, value of how I did or did not honor them. So for spirituality, it was like, um, we established a good habit of, you know, watching a church service from back home that we really liked. So that was good. Um, but maybe did I feel super connected to God all the time? Maybe not. So, and you know, that was only my fault to blame. So that was kind of more of a no. And so it's going to be yeses and nos in all of these values and all of these categories. So go through, pause the podcast, take a few seconds and write your personal values that are important to you. Um, if you don't have a list or an idea of what they are, just think about it for a few seconds. What what are some things that are important to you? And here, I'll read you mine so you can get an idea. Mine are generosity, connection, education, grace, playing, freedom, joy, simplicity, resourcefulness, and wisdom. And then in that, with the ones I share with my husband, we have travel and spirituality and social time physical exercise those kind of things are oh and creativity like hobbies so those were our are our values so think about what yours are what are things that are really important to you that you want to make sure that you are setting time for that you are known for that you are investing in and write a few few words about whether you invested in those and lived those out this year or you didn't and like I said it's going to be yes and no's for all of them so just think of two or three examples of how you did or didn't accomplish those values this year okay so you have a ton of data now 
like we just made with those overall list of how you felt and the things you did in 2019, make any more list that you feel like you need. For me, I also did some budgeting list. I looked at all of my expenses for my business and all of my income for my business. And I went through and looked at what was, you know, most expensive, what maybe the most money. And I wrote about, you know, if that was good, if that was bad, if I needed to do more of that, less of that. Um, you can do that for your personal finances. That's always a big one for, for Terrell and I to do and to think about um, is, you know, how we spent our money this year and or, or are we okay with that? Should we have done things differently? Um, just reflecting, Not you're not judging, you're not, you know, saying what you did right or wrong. You're just reflecting on what happened and how you felt about it at this point. Um, you can do the same for your creativity. You can make list of what you created, what you learned, how much you experimented, all of those kind of things. Um, I'll link the past episodes I've done in years past where I just talked about how to reflect on your creative um, output each year. And you can listen to that and use those questions to help guide you you can do, you know, your list of your top 10 things that happened this year. That is always so fun. And I think it's important to celebrate those things. Um, you can make a list of accomplishments that you, you did. Maybe you worked out every single week this year. Maybe you made a certain amount of money. Um, whatever that is for you, whatever you accomplished, take a second, look up that data, you know, go look at your bank account and see how much money you saved it this year. Or, um, you know, look at your Fitbit and see how many days you hit your, your steps. Celebrate that, write that down. That's incredible data to look at and say, you know, I did so much, so many good things and celebrate that. And since I we're celebrating. I'm going to share my top 10 list for things for this year. Okay. So these are not in any kind of order except the first one. The best thing hands down that we did this year was to get Laszlo. He's the cutest puppy in the entire world. And he just makes us so, so, so happy. And it's, it's the best thing that, that we have done in a long time for sure. And then, so that was more of a personal one. And then my next two are work-related. I left my last business and I started a new one. I launched the retreats. And as hard as it was to leave my last business because I loved it so much, um, I knew that there was so much more that I was looking forward to and that I wanted to do, but I couldn't if I was doing multiple other big big things. And, you know, as hard as that was, I can now see that next month in January, I have multiple trips planned where I am going to work with programs that I couldn't have done had I been in the last business. Um, so it, it's one of those things that sometimes there are harder or bad things on your top list, but you realize that it opened up a door to something amazing for you. So that's why I included this here. Um, the next I had are my favorite trips that we took this year. We went to Iceland and Greenland in one trip. We went to Singapore and Indonesia in another. And then we went to Patagonia, which is um, Argentina and Chile. And the thing that those trips all had in common, which I wrote about a ton when I was doing my reflecting and I was looking back at everything that had happened, was they were all outdoors trip. Every, we, we 
lived in camper vans. We stayed in like a hut over the water in Indonesia. Everything we we did was out outside and I loved it. And I just kept writing about that over and over and over again about how most of our travel was based on being in nature and how I felt the most at peace and the most excited in in those times. And that was a big thing for me to note. Uh, The next thing was I started therapy. I went to therapy this year. It was wonderful. It made a big, big difference for me, even though I was going through a really hard time with my anxiety. Therapy was awesome. And so I included it in here. Uh, The next was I went to the Imperfect Boss Camp and it was so incredible. I made some amazing friends who've made some big impact in my life since then. I just had a wonderful time being away and disconnected and to get to to go to a retreat and not be in charge of a retreat. I did a live painting there. So it was a big deal. Um, For me, it was a brand new thing that was just so amazing to get to experience that I'd never been able to before. The next was my new series for How She Creates Good. Um, This is a big part of the changes in my business, and I loved every single interview. And I'm still going with a series. It's not going to end because this this season is ending. Um, I got to talk to some of the most incredible women that I respect beyond what I can say and explain and learn so much from them. And I hope that I got to encourage you and other people that you can use your creativity to create good in the world. And it motivated me to make so many changes in my personal life to work harder towards living a fair trade lifestyle. And I am just over the moon and so grateful for this series. The next was we made a decision to leave where we live. So we are going to be moving um, at the end of the school year. So in May, we will be leaving the United Arab Emirates. We do not know where we are going, um, but it will be an adventure and we just feel really good about it. Like I said, it was a hard decision as always. Um, these kind of big life changing decisions are, but we are stoked for what can come next and we're really looking forward to it. My sister came to visit this year, and it was just a really big deal. I loved having her here and showing her um, our home and getting to spend time with her that we would have never been able to spend otherwise. Um, And it was just so great for our relationship, and we just had so much fun that week. And, yeah, it was just one of my favorite things that happened. And then the next, I just have my friend Amy's name here, just just Amy, just in general. My friend Amy, you guys have met her. She's been on the podcast. She lives in Germany. She's got six amazing children. Um, She is just one of my favorite people. But this year, we have spent so much time together, even though we live on different continents. Um, I have been to Germany to see her, and it's been super fun. Uh, She brought me to Germany to help her photograph a wedding, which was in sane. I have never photographed a wedding before and she gave me a crash course in photography that I have never, I would have never been able to experience otherwise. And getting to be a part of someone's wedding day in that intimate of a way was such a beautiful gift. And I am so grateful for that. And it really just changed a lot of things for me. And I wrote those. One of the things that I accomplished this year was the fact that Like someone wanted me to come photograph their wedding. That is insane. Um, 
And it just showed me that I can do things that I didn't know that I could do. And also that I don't want to do that, y'all. That is so hard. It's so much work. Um, oh, my goodness. I know if you've been to a wedding, it's exhausting. But oh, my goodness, to photograph it. I cannot fathom how wedding photographers do more than one wedding in a weekend and then just do them back to back to back all summer long crazy um and then my friend amy came here to visit me in dubai and it was just the most fun 10 days i was so honored that she chose to leave her six children to come spend um her free time here with me and she you know she's just so wise and so encouraging and i've just really loved and appreciated that relationship so much this year and so that was my list of my top 10 things that happened in 2019. Um, so make your list and see what comes up that maybe you didn't really even expect. And one thing I did to help me do this was I scrolled through Instagram real quick because you know you're going to post the most amazing things that happen that happen most of the time. So I made sure I didn't miss anything in there. So you are at this step where you are making your overall list of how you felt, what you did, assessing your money, making a list of accomplishments, making your top 10, all of those kind of things so that you have got the largest overview of your year in a couple quick list. Now, the most fun part is we're going to make some art. So this is such a simple activity and I borrowed this and, and tweaked it from Mari Andrews. I will link her in the show notes. She is an incredible storyteller and artist. And what you're going to do is you're going to draw a big heart on your page and you are going to use all of this list that you've made and you are going to write some words down <laughs> in your heart. I know that's very descriptive. So what you're going to do is you're going to think about some of the overarching feelings that you had, some of the things that you experienced um, in this year, good and bad. Those Look at those big things that happen and that stand out. And maybe some of them are small things, but they really still stand out. And so just write those words in the heart and you can separate them or you can doodle them. You can do this however you like. Um, but take a few seconds and and create that heart that's going to be your overarching, the heart of 2019. And when I stepped back and I looked at mine, it was... Um, is a little bit hard because I realized how hard of a year 2019 was. I had done a lot of big things, made a lot of big decisions, struggled with a lot of things. Um, a lot of good things had happened, but it was a very telling um, depiction of, of what the year had looked like, good and bad, all, and they're all going to be jumbled together inside this heart. So it's it's, it's a really powerful exercise. So I'd really encourage you if, if you're listening and working through to stop and pause and, and just put everything that was in your heart in 2019 onto your paper heart so that you can have a reflection of it. And maybe you'll realize that it's, it's really true or it's not. And you need to go back and kind of tweak some of those lists and be a little more honest in your journaling. Or maybe you're going to be like, I need to do some more journaling because i clearly need to process some of the things that happened. Um, and so just take a minute and reflect on what your heart looked like in 2019. Okay. You are now ready for your very last 2019 reflection. And now if you're feeling like, whoa, this is a lot of emotion. This is a lot of stuff going on. I totally get it. Like I said, this took me about four days 
and not even consecutively over about two weeks that I worked through this because it was a lot. Um, it was a lot to process, a lot to think about, a lot to take stock of, and I really wanted to do it well and do it right. And so I spent time going through my entire budget from the year and reading through all of those journals I was telling you about. I, I did a lot of soul searching and data gathering and then a lot of thinking about things and coming back to list and adding to them um, so that I wasn't just getting like a quick snapshot. I was really letting it kind of sink in and marinate. So your last thing you need to do is do a reflection of your reflection. So what did you learn or what do you see and observe after reading all of this stuff that you just wrote down? So flip back through that, those those notes, those lists you made, look at that heart you made and see what was happening. And these were a few of my reflections I made. I think I made four, so it's not anything big. The first thing I wrote down was, I cannot follow a schedule to save my life. When I was reading back over all of my like morning pages and looking at all my goals and stuff, it all had to do with scheduling and how I was not following a schedule and I wanted to follow a schedule and it was so difficult. And I finally was like, from this, I was like, I spent not just this year, all the years of my life, just bemoaning the fact that I cannot follow a schedule. And I am just like, putting it out there for the world to know I just can't follow a schedule and I just have to stop trying and wasting so much energy and time on it. Um, and then the next thing I realized was I'm doing all the things that I hoped I would do. All my goals and visions are still the same from years ago. But now I just have the time and the ability to follow through with them. So one thing that I was noticing and that helped me make the big decision to leave the last business was I had these visions, these goals, these dreams. I wanted to travel more for work and I wanted to um, work with more social justice uh, programs and I, I wanted to do more in-person teaching and more in-person art workshops, but none of those things were in the last business I had. Um, And so I realized now that I'm doing all of those things that I had hoped and kind of my like vision board that I had made a couple years ago was still exactly what I wanted and where I was going and it was where I'm at. Um, So I was really amazed when I looked back at all the things that I'd been talking about and hoping for and goals I'd been setting. I had reached those goals, even though this huge, huge, huge thing had shifted in my life. It was because I was shifting into those things that I was looking forward to and hoping for in the future. And that was really, really exciting to see and acknowledge. And then the next thing I realized was I have the knowledge that I need. I spend a lot of time taking online classes and watching, you know, webinars and reading tutorials. And, um, I realized from shooting that wedding, from starting this new business, that I have the ability and the knowledge within me and that I need to kind of stop worrying about everyone else's opinion and everyone else's formulas and tutorials and things. And I need to lean into that more because I've clearly been doing it all along on my own anyway. Um, So I needed to acknowledge that for myself. And then the last one was that I have accomplished and learned so much more than I thought. I felt like I was like in this really barren space. Like I am currently like redoing 
so many things in my business um, and I felt like oh I'm just like starting all over and it's also difficult but then when I looked back on this I was like I shot a wedding and then from that I shot multiple families and couples photographed not shot them um you know what I mean I ran all of these amazing retreats. I taught these workshops. Um, I've been asked to partner with fair trade brands on amazing projects. And um, I accomplished and, and, and learned so many things. So I may right now be in a place of rebuilding with my business, but it's because I learned that I needed to do that because I know where I want to go with it. Um, it's not because it's terrible or I'm terrible or I don't know anything or don't have any foundation or base and so this was a big revelation that i made through doing all of these exercises um so it was really encouraging to do this even though like i said it was hard to step back and see um some of the bigger picture of all the things that were happening and how they all fit together um but they all fit together for a really good good thing even though some of the pieces hurt and were kind of hard um so Take some time, go through all your reflections and evaluate and um, don't worry about goals and specifics and, and numbers per se right now. Um, just kind of do, do a heart check in with what happened in the past year for you. And then we'll come back and we'll do a little looking forward to 2020 together. Whew. Okay. As I was doing this program, as I was working through all of these questions, I saw a quote from Tiffany Hahn that said to make sure to give yourself the time you need to create the changes that you want to see. I am the worst at this. I give up. I have so many big ideas, so many big goals, and I give up so easily. And so that's why I'm doing this, this kind of goal setting or this reflection envisioning different than specific goals this year and so I hope that you are kind of in that same headspace with me and you have to give yourself the time you need to change because just like with something like anxiety you know you can't really set a goal of I will have 40% less anxiety or I will only have one anxiety attack per month in 2020 um that's not how these kind of things work and you know I'm talking more about big life stuff big life picture here and that is what I'm working towards and so I am reminding myself and you to give yourself the time you need to create the change this is not going to happen overnight this is not a January 1st and a start date this is a whenever you are ready in your heart in your mind in your time to to start working towards some new things and you know, knowledge, knowledge is, is the key to existence of all power. I don't know what, what all the quotes are. Um, but once you, once you realize something, it's hard, you can't go back, you know? And so once I, I realized that, Hey, I have accomplished so many things. Hey, I have, you know, I have anxiety. I can't go back and pretend like I don't have it anymore. You know, I have to start moving forward and dealing with it, or I have to start accepting and celebrating, um, that I am making good progress in, in my business and in my anxiety and all of these things. And I hope that this is the same for you in this exercise exercise is not giving you a million things to work on. Um, but it's just opening that door to that knowledge of yourself and giving you that forward momentum, momentum to keep growing and changing and implementing um, maybe some new strategies or, or whatever it is for you. So the first thing that you're going to do when you think about 2020 and this 
exercise I did steal from Elise. She is sharing it for free, though, and I'll have the link so that you can sign up and get her her um, whole series that she has on this, but I love this exercise. So remember we did the 2019 feelings, how we felt the the general list, and now we're gonna plan for how we want to feel in 2020. Again, not really a goal. You can't set a goal with these, so that's why I like it. Um, I thought of four different ways that I wanted to feel. I wanted to feel in control. I wanted to feel like I was making progress. I wanted to feel connected and I wanted to feel free and fun and spontaneous. And so I made those ideas, those, those things, those feelings that I wanted to have compared to my last year, compared to what I was struggling with or what I was hoping for and seeking and searching for. And then I went through and I broke them down into categories or I broke broke each one down into how I would actually feel that way. So when I said control, um, I wanted to have a home budget and I wanted to stick to it so that we felt in control of our money. Um, And the same thing with my business. I wanted to make sure that my business was making money and that I was steering the ship of, of how the money was happening, that it wasn't just flying out the window that I wanted to be in control of that. Um, I wanted to use my time well and for the things that I felt were important. So I felt like I was in control of my time, not my email or things like that. And I wanted to live and work somewhere that I chose. We have been living in housing that was assigned to us for six years. I, I want to choose my house, you guys. I want to choose, you know, where where we are. And that was something that that I'm going to get to do kind of, sort of, this year. Um, but I wanted more of a say in that I realized that that was a big thing that was missing for me. And that was a part of that control that I haven't felt like I have had that I would like to. Um, and then I did the same thing for each of the other three ways that I wanted to feel, you know, for progress, I wanted to be seeing business growth and progress. I wanted to see that my art was growing and changing, um, that it wasn't just stagnant. And I wanted to have some new opportunities to find. And we wanted to make some next step choices about what is, you know, where we're going to live, what our family's going to be like, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I wanted, you know, to make sure little Laszlo is learning and growing and um, that we're training him well. Um, and then my next one was being connected. And I just wrote about wanting to make sure that I was supporting my friends and being a part of their life more. I wanted to have a close, small group of friends that were physically close around us and not all over the world, which is where our friends are now. Um, we wanted to be involved in our community and I wanted to spend more close time, intentional time with our families um, and connection in my relationship with God. And then in the next one, my last one was feeling free. I want to feel free with my time. I want to have free time to do hobbies. I want to have hobbies that Terrell and I like to do together. I want to read more. And really, this this idea came around being more spontaneous. Um, it, it comes back with my anxiety and, and getting worried about doing things or worried about what's happening and having to plan everything out. And I want to just feel free to be more spontaneous and make the fun choice and go and do fun things last minute. And I know some of you on the outside are like, you do that all the time. You get on planes and go crazy places. Yes, but I do a lot of planning for that. Um, so this, I, I want it in the afternoon. 
was like, you know what? I'm done working. I'm going to go to the pool. Let's drive to the beach. It's only 30 minutes away. Why aren't we doing that more? I want to do more fun things like that. And I want to feel more relaxed and have cutoffs time, cut off times from work so that I can do those fun things. And I wanted to have less guilt towards towards that kind of stuff because sometimes I feel like if I'm not working all the time, I'm not being productive and then I'm busy being guilty and so I'm not being productive. And so it's this like terrible cycle that I get myself in. Um, and so those were my four ways that I wanted to feel in 2020. Next. The same thing you did with your values, where you said, this is how I honored my values in 2019. You're going to write your values down again, and you're going to talk about how you want to honor them in 2020. You know, you want to be more generous. So this year, I want to give even more than 10% of my earnings. This year, I want to go on, you know, three trips where I am giving and teaching of my time for free. You know, this year I want to volunteer more. Whatever that is for you, for your values, take a few minutes and write some different ways that you can honor them in the next year. And some of them, again, are going to be kind of abstract and some of them are going to be really specific, like I'm going to give 12% instead of 10% this year. Um, And so this is, again, more of how you're going to honor yourself and honor the things that are important to you versus creating a bunch of arbitrary goals. Because saying that you want to lose 20 pounds is different than, you know, I have the value of physical movement and exercise. And, you know, this year I'm going to value myself by going for more walks at sunset or, you know, being out in nature more is different than losing 20 pounds. Do do you see the difference? And, and so think about ways that you can honor those values and do those things without them being arbitrary goals, connect those goals and those things that you want back to something you value. And you are so much more likely to actually do it. Um, and then make a list of changes that you want to make. And these can be really small things, and they can also be really big and abstract things. So I made a list of changes that I wanted to make in my business this year. So I wanted to get some new branding. So I'm already in the process of that. And like a couple weeks, I'm just going to like check that off off the list. Super easy. So some of these can kind of be like a to-do list. And some of them might be um, things like, I just want to plan ahead of time better. And that's okay. Just think about all the things that you were kind of complaining about in your reflection. And so what are some, some kind of things that you need to work on and change. You don't have to have a specific way you're going to do it now. Um, but just just think about that. Um, I wanted to make more time to teach and share. I wanted to batch work more. Um, I was going to I'm going to keep transitioning transitioning to fair trade as much as possible. Um, I want to stop buying so much stuff. General, small, big, abstract, specific. Just general changes that you want to make. Again, we're not setting specific goals. We just want to get an idea of what is more of your vision for your best life possible. Now, you also have probably had a list of like 40 things that you want to do come up in this time. And I did too. So have a piece of paper out while you are doing this and just have a list of things to do. And this is like 
email the bank. What is this charge? You know, because now that you're going through your budget, you're like, who, why did, why did I pay this to this weird thing? Um, and that's not like a goal or a vision or anything you have. So just like grab a sticky note and have a little list of things that you need to do, um, set aside so that anything that's popping into your head is not going to kind of get lost in some of this like longer writing that you might be doing. And you'll be able to not get distracted and like, I'm going to call the bank right now and figure this out. Put it on a sticky note, stick it to the side and add any to-do list things that you think of in the moment. um, And then stick that in your planner so that you can get started on those tasks right away. Next, make a list of things that you currently have that can help you accomplish all the things you just wrote down. Think about maybe some online courses that you have or some community courses or a person who's really good at this, or maybe you want to, you know, put more emphasis on, you know, your physical health and you want to value that more. And you already know a friend who goes running every day. So put that friend down as a resource. Um, Maybe you want to make more. So go through and look at your art supplies and see what you already have a bunch of that you can use so that you don't have to start things brand new. Um, Again, that's the thing with goals is that we make goals or I'm going to go running every day or I'm going to go to the gym every day, but you're not a member of a gym. So you have to now find a gym and sign up and figure out childcare and start going. No, no, no. Look at what's already happening in your day and in your life and the supplies you already have. Do you have a pair of running shoes? And does, you know, your kids real cranky at like 2 p.m. anyway? So why don't you just like go for a like put them in the stroller and go for a walk at 2 p.m. every day? You know, like look at some things like that that you already have in your life that you can use to help you start working on and accomplish some of these goals and these visions and these dreams that you have, you know, maybe you want to be a better artist and you've bought all these online art courses, just start taking them, start working through them. There's no reason for you to go buy more supplies or sign up to get an art degree. Um, Just use what you already have. So make a list of those things. Now, are you so ready? Are you so overwhelmed? The last thing we're going to do is we're going to map it out. We're going to look at our calendar. We are going to make some goals. So what I did was I made like a top 10 list and I said, okay, these are the things that I want to do. I want to redo my branding on my website. Um, I want to get a studio space. I want to redo my website. I want to relaunch my journals. Um, I want to teach more in person. So I made a list personal and business. So I know for you, it's going to be, it might be different. And just, I I had nine things on my list, not, not a ton. Um, And like I said, some of them in like two weeks, I'm going to already be done with them and check them off. But they're things that are on the top of my mind. So like I said, these are not like big goals for 2020 or things I want to change about my life. They're just stuff I want to do. So make your list. And then on, you can do it on a calendar. I literally under the list, I just wrote all the months of the year and I sorted them out. And, you know, I said in January, I'm going to work on my brand renovation and I'm going to work on my journals. And then I went through and you know what, you guys, PS, so exciting. My journals are going to launch in like April, May. So April, May, I'm going to put aside for launching my journals. And you know what? In May, in June, we're going to be moving. So I'm literally not scheduling anything else in there. So I just put moving in, in there or, you know, time at home with family, vacation, 
whatever it is, I love having a bird's eye view of, of the whole year because as I was doing this and I was laying things in and I was saying, okay, that's what I'm going to do this class and that's what I'm going to do this retreat and this is when we're going to travel. I started realizing we have so much going on already and we're not even there yet. It's all hypothetical still, you know, because like when my husband gets his new job next year, he's going to get a whole calendar of school events that we have no control over that we have to be at all of them. Um, You know, I mean, people are going to have babies and birthdays are going to happen and, you know, all kinds of other stuff is going to happen that um, is going to get filled in in on our time. And so, I was able to quickly see that these few things that I was able to say were really, really important to me and that I wanted to prioritize this year were already taking up a ton of time on my calendar. And so I don't have room for any, anything else. I I can't let, you know, a goal of lose 20 pounds and work out every day. That's just not going to fit in my schedule. It's, it's just not. And so It's helping me prioritize the things that I value and the things that are important to me over the shiny goals and things that are going to pop up that everyone else is going to be doing this next year. And now there's still, of course, room to add something exciting like when we move and if there's somewhere that I can take a pottery class, you better believe I'm going to sign up for it and find room in my schedule. But you guys, that goes back to my values and how I want to live and how I want to feel I want to be more fun and spontaneous and I want to be more creative and I want to to learn more. And so that, that is going to be a no brainer for me because that fits in perfectly with my values. But if someone's like, Hey, you want to train to run a marathon with me? I'm going to be like, "Uh, it's not really something I love to do. I have a lot going on. No, I'm not doing that with you. And it's because I have these values. I have this overall vision for my year. I can say, you know what? I would love to do that. But I also have the opportunity to go teach at um, some women who are looking to start an art business. And that's, that's, that's something that's important to my values. And so I can't, I can't run a marathon with you this month. Maybe, let me look at my calendar. I can do one in three months. Um, yeah, that's the beauty of this exercise and of just knowing what you want and having a vision over having a bunch of little goals that you're not going to follow through on. Maybe you will. Maybe you're awesome and you're going to follow through on all of your goals. Um, I would tell you to tell me your secret, but like I said, I can't follow a schedule, so it's just not going to work out for me. And when I look back at my year at the end of the year, I'm going to be able to see all the big and hard things that happened and also all of the lovely, amazing things that happened. And hopefully most of them are going to be within my values and in the vision that I had for this next time period coming up. And so, like I said, remember that we all have different seasons of life. And so I know for the next six months, five months, this season is going to be about doing things for the last time, seeing people for the last time, preparing to move. And then in the fall, it's going to be about moving and finding a new church and finding a grocery store and getting a new bank account set up and buying a car and doing all of those things. And so I know that um, each season is going to hold different things and being aware of that and cognizant of that, it's going to help me prioritize my time and my schedule and be realistic with it and not, and that's why I don't set up big goals. Like I'm going to do this every single day for a year. Um, or I'm going to, you know, whatever it is, 
I'm aware that life happens and things change and I have different values and priorities and I want the things that I want to do and the things that I am doing to fall inside those values and priorities. All right. I'm out of breath. I've talked so much for an hour, you guys. I did not plan to talk that long, but I love doing activities like this. I love journaling and thinking about big picture stuff and digging into it. And this was um, a really fun activity for me. And I hope that you enjoyed it. And I hope that it's going to be helpful for you. And I hope you spend the time to go through and answer um, the questions, the ones that apply to you. And like I said, you can do this for your business, your personal life, your creative life, whatever works for you. You can do it alone. You can do it with a partner. But I just hope you do it. I hope that you take some time to reflect on the past year, on the things that were hard and the the big wins that you had and you celebrate those and that you make um, some some goals that that hit your your values for next year and that you don't get caught up in making a bunch of goals that are going to let yourself down that I want want you to let yourself off the hook for that. It has just been an honor and a pleasure to be in your earbuds all year long. And I can't wait to come back and talk some more. In January, we are going to start the year with a creative kickstart series. So if you have been feeling stuck creatively, come back and meet me here in January. And we are going to do some decluttering. We're going to have some creative prompts. We're going to do some creative mindfulness activities. Oh, I'm so excited. Um how she creates good series is going to continue. Um, Oh my gosh, there's just so much good stuff happening. Like I said, I am currently redesigning my travel journal. So if you want to um, know about those when they're going to come out in probably around April or May, you can hop on my newsletter. If you want to attend a creative retreat, maybe that's going to be one of your goals. That's your, one of your values is creativity, travel, and community or connection. Then Duh, a radiant art retreat is perfect for that. Um, I would love to have you so much. You can see all of that at lauren-likes.com slash retreat. You can sign up for the newsletter, lauren-likes.com slash newsletter. And I would be ever so grateful if you would take a second and leave a rating and review on iTunes so that more people can find the show and more people can use their creativity to create good in the world and create more and explore more and just be awesome. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so, so very much. And I will see you in 2020 for more How She Creates. Thank you so much for listening to How She Creates. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to know more about the show, please visit lauren-likes.com podcast and be sure to sign up for the newsletter to know when new episodes are out and to stay up to date with all of the crafty creative happenings around here. If you would take a moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes, that would be so helpful to let me know what you thought of the show and share with all your friends on Instagram by tagging me at Lauren Likes Blog and using the hashtag HowSheCreates. Until next week, I hope you get curious and go explore something. 